Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. You want to know the truth of where you are. How well am I doing? Could I be going faster? Could I pour myself more into this? If you want to know that, if you show up to the teacher, the coach, the therapist, whatever, with that attitude, you will automatically be going as fast as you can. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. We spent the last couple months going through a few classes from the Learning for Change course that I offer. Learning to orient yourself to change in a healthy and productive manner is an important skill for anyone who wants to go down the road of realization. But it really is a critical skill set for everyone in the world as we know it. And I want to talk about this for a moment because, you know, with education, with all of its faults, maybe you've heard me tirade about it. What the defense that people usually make of mainstream education is they say, well, we know that the stuff that you learn and the history and a lot of the higher math and different languages, you know, most of the time you're never going to use that in your life. But they say in high school or college, you learn how to learn and then you go on and you can learn what you really want to learn. Well, actually, I offer that we don't learn how to learn. Not very well at all. We learn a little bit about what to learn. I also would argue if you're going to learn how to learn, you might as well uh, learn how to learn using content that's actually relevant to your adult life. But that's a whole other matter. What I'm trying to say here is that start with assuming that you actually are a very poor learner. Because if you take this subject matter seriously, you can learn a whole lot faster than you ever dreamed possible. So this series focuses on how most of us orient toward ourselves and the process of change is sort of by default um, being difficult or slow and lots of different condition tendencies that we have that all get in the way of learning quickly and efficiently. And I'll talk about how we can shift that to more easily embrace the reality of change and how necessary it is. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, people can solve their problems. Most people spend their entire lives chipping away at problems, trying to make them less bad instead of actually envisioning a near future where they're gone. And I see that that's possible if you just look at it the right way. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If it's helping you, I hope you'll do me the uh, courtesy and gesture of giving me feedback. I'd love to hear from you via email. And you can email me through the website at clearandopen.com. But if you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you got to do is open the podcast app and view the full description of this episode and then click to leave a rating and review for the show. That helps other people like you find it. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. The last assignment I will now review. Somebody want to tell me what it was? Before I read it? Read the, read the, yeah, read the how to be coachable. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate three people trying to respond to that at once. That's exciting. Did and anybody... figure out what our one thing was out of that, one thing that we found impactful. Yeah. Do you want to so talk I'll about Yeah, I'll go first since, since I'm talking already. Right on, Bob. Um, so one thing that I thought was interesting in that um, was that reductionism doesn't work with human beings and sort of my worldview that presented me with some challenges of how I like to solve problems. I am so excited that that one jumped out at you, Bob. One, I completely forgot that I wrote about that in that thing. And two, uh, even more so, I'm so excited that got your attention. Say more. Yeah. So um, I tend to solve issues by breaking them down into their smallest pieces and trying to digest them and then build them back up in some form or fashion. And, um, and that sort of just hit me like, that isn't going to work. So <laughs> the way I'm trying, the way I'm trying to do it isn't going to work. So I need to start thinking about. I need to start thinking about it differently. Yeah, it's wonderful. And the important thing, of course, to get about that and remember is it does work for some things. Yeah, that's the problem. If it didn't work at all, you wouldn't be using it so much. <laughs> of course, I was, right? I was a mechanic in my former life, and. Um, and many things at work, business development and things of such like that, they do work really well that way. But um, but yeah, but, yeah. But I'm trying to probably put a round peg in a square hole. Yeah. In 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 my early years as a coach in the halls of Emith, we had a a joke that was also a truism that the hardest clients to work with are doctors, lawyers, engineers, and accountants. And the reason for that is they have the most reductionistic training. The, you know, the kinds of people you're likely to encounter. These are people who've spent, my favorite example is doctors. Um, you know, they've been rigorously trained that the answer to everything is to break it down into pieces. And so to teach a person like that how to lead and to manage, well, the first thing you have to do is deconstruct their reductionistic orientation toward everything. Because if you don't deconstruct that first, then you're going to be layering on holistic, emergent type teachings, and it's just going to land in their reductionistic frame. It's a, I've encountered some similar difficulties with people with a lot of corporate training. Uh, because that's the, yeah, I'm thinking about you, Catherine. Thank you. <laughs> See how I, I leave you the, as the option to own that? But it's really, it's everywhere in our world. That is what the patriarchy is. It, it's the over-youngification, the over-maleification, not male people, but male energy. And again, you know, I love reductionism. It's so fun and useful for lots of things. But yeah, square peg in a round hole when you apply that to, you know, good luck breaking your romantic relationship down into its component parts and navigating it that way. Like, you know. That's what men try to do with women all the time. <laughs> and we keep trying to do it. And then it's like, oh, wait, you just want me to listen and not try to solve the problem because when I try to solve the problem, you feel not listened to and your emotions are invalidated. Well, that doesn't make any sense, parentheses, to the reductionistic mind. But yeah, so I mean... I was at the same place. I mean, I, I had to have my reduction, reductionistic mind um, dashed against the rocks of reality many, many, many times. And unfortunately, the smarter you are, and Bob, you are a very smart person, the more difficult that is. So, um, 
if uh, one of the things predictably that I would say for you and your path is um, if you start to experience the fear of becoming dumb, you're on the right track. Because that's what the mind says as it starts to let go of its reductionistic netting. It's like, well, if we keep going down this road, we're going to lose the ability to break things down into its component parts, and then we'll become dumb. Maybe. Would that be so bad if you lost 10% of your intelligence? I mean, did you need, do you need all of it anyway? <laughs> Not so. comfortable, but that's, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for bringing that. Someone else? Yeah, I'll go. Please. Uh, I, interesting, Bob. Thank you about the reductionist because I have to go back and reread that with a different mindset. Um, but what I was really focused on was resistance in that section because for me, resistance always was kind of a negative word. You are resisting me. If you're resisting, you're pushing back on me or my idea. And how I think of it now is resistance is the avoidance of being uncomfortable, the avoidance of putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. And when I think of it that way with an employee or a spouse, it's a completely different reaction than you're resisting me or my thought. So I really... I really liked that section and it was really working for me with what I'm working on right oh, now. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And that uh, could lead me to dive right into what I want to talk about today. But before I grab that wave and start surfing it, anyone else? Of course, when I say that, that makes people probably want to talk less because they're like, oh, what's he going to say next? So I should probably stop doing that. Um, Joseph, so um, for me, it was also the resistance resistance part oh good and actually it was really um painful actually to, to really um, so because I, I found i mean this is a real intense uh, thing to read and uh, the resistance part was because uh, i i figured out uh, how much i missed out yeah things in my life due to mm-hmm. my resistance i mean last time you, you spoke a lot about the things you tried out and and, and the, the things you gave yourself into, and I guess I didn't do that 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 much or to that degree, and uh, yeah, that was a bit painful to read that actually. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that. So I'd say two things about that. One, I'd say is that I'm sure part of that pain was useful to start to differentiate from the part of you who maybe has a um, less less of an orientation to dive into things. And then, but in the meta, just careful that that doesn't go into any kind of shame spiral because surely everything you did was what you needed. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've written a fair amount about how much trouble I've gotten myself into. So, um, you know, I would say I've erred on the side of pouring myself into too much uh-huh. and there's a middle place. It's, and sometimes the only way to find it is sort of pendulum swinging back and forth. So, yeah. Just make sure you hold that with a, you know, your life has been what it's needed to be kind of thing. And it can, yeah. it can be different tomorrow. And in this moment, it can be different just to see that you have the choice. The most important thing is that's just that you see how much am I diving into what I'm diving into? You know, like uh, I was speaking to a, a client just yesterday, uh, a couple, and I was, uh, on purpose being quite strong with them about the progress they were making and not making. Um, 
these people have been operating in significant amounts of overwhelm for a really long time. And I can tell they're not doing all of what they could be doing because in their language, they still reveal that they subscribe very much to busyness and this is the industry and this is the business. They're, they're all these sort of tells that tell me, well, the, whatever they're doing, you know, that's one thing, but their mindset hasn't shifted yet. And that doesn't take time. That just has to change. You know, that doesn't take time and effort in one way. So, um, I was being quite strong with them and they're like, well, we're, but we're, you know, we're making progress. It's, it's a work in progress, which is if you've seen my list of excuses, that's one of them. And I said, yeah, but it's like you guys have hired me as a running coach and you want to go to the Olympics and you've gone from running a 15 minute mile to a 14 minute mile. So yeah, that's terrific. It's a huge percentage of uh, in- increase, but it's nowhere near where you said you want me to help you get to. So, you know, if, if you put me in a position, and this is a learning for change principle here, if you put your teacher in a position of needing to validate all of your progress and, uh, and your own shame and need to feel good about what you're doing means they can't show you the gap and how much f- farther there is to go then the your teacher is in trouble. They have to caretake you now to retain you. They've got a choice. So I have a choice to be like, yeah, you guys are making great progress. You've gone from 15 minutes to 14 minutes. Keep up the good work. Eventually, you'll get to running that four-minute mile. When I can already see that if tomorrow is anything like today, which it often is, based on the attitude they have around the training, they will never get to that four minute mile. Now, can I know that? Absolutely. Of course not. But I know, you know, if you lift 10 ounce weights <laughs> this way, you're never going to be pressing a hundred pounds. Like never. Is there a slight chance? Sure. But that's not how it works. Yeah. Question, Catherine? Look like you're going to say something. No. Okay. So I completely forgot how I got on that. Um, anything else you want to say about that, Michael, or anything else I left out? Thank you. So, um, yeah, I want to say a little bit more about that. You know, it really has to do with owning your own change process. It's like when you own your own change process or learning, whatever it is, a musical instrument or business or meditation, whatever it is, if to the degree to which you not even are in reality, but have a desire to be in reality, you want to know the truth of where you are. How well am I doing? Could I be going faster? Could I pour myself more into this? If you want to know that, if you show up to the teacher, the coach, the therapist, whatever, with that attitude, you will automatically be going as fast as you can because that that authority figure will sense that you really want to know. There is so much shit I hold back and don't tell you guys about yourselves because you haven't told me that you really want to know. And you can say, tell me what I'm missing. I really want to know. But guess what? I have the ears to be able to tell whether that's bullshit or true. It's like white and orange. It's really clear. 
So you can keep asking, but moreover, if your actions don't show that you're really pushing yourself, that you're really wanting to know that you're trying things I'm giving you, taking them, taking them to the logical end and either succeeding or failing with them and then coming back and saying, what else? How do I make this work? That's what tells me that there's a hunger there. And then I can speak things into that listening. And it's not like I'm holding it back because I've got some kind of judgment. It's just I'm coming from the place of serving the moment. What's the moment call for? And for me to, to bring insight or wisdom or an observation to someone who's not ready for it, that's violent. That's not right. And believe me, I've tried many, many times to be like, okay, well, they don't appear to be ready for this, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's true. I probably lost a million dollars doing that <laughs> because people would just freak out. Oh, I disagree. I don't know why I disagree, but I feel very strongly that I disagree and you're fired as a coach. Okay. So after I did that enough times, I finally learned I'm not doing that anymore because it doesn't help. So the, just like I was talking with the guitar teacher, you know, if you put the, the teacher in the position How do I say this? Let me say the inverse. You want to put the teacher in the position where you're so hungry and open that they run out of stuff to give you. That's the position you want them in. That you've used every tool, every trick, everything that they've got so that you've become as advanced and as good or wise, skilled, whatever it is, as they are so that you can say, I've learned everything I, I can from you. I'm moving on. That's what you want, right? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app view the full description of the episode and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.